0: My name is Kate the Socialite and you're listening to episode 58 of The Kate Show. Today we're talking all about how you can increase your email newsletter open rate. And don't worry guys, these are easy, actionable tips. It's something that you can start using right now, today, or this weekend, whenever you're getting your email newsletters ready. And before we dive into all of that, I just want to say, guys, monthly newsletters are a non-negotiable part of your marketing. If you're not doing them, you are actually behind the times and your business is paying for it. Even if you think, oh, I'm, I'm really successful right now. The truth is, if you were doing email marketing, you would be even more so successful. But what I get from a lot of you who contact me is that you're not what you would define successful at the moment. Now it's not because you don't work hard and it's not because you are not talented. It's because as you say, you don't quite understand marketing and you're skeptical about email marketing and you feel like a monthly newsletter is too much. You should send less frequently. But guys, if you want to run a business that serves you well and can write you a regular paycheck and always have leads in the pipeline, you have to send a monthly email newsletter. And we are going to be talking about what kind of open rates you should be getting, ways to increase that open rate, and reasons for a low open rate so that you can check yourself before you wreck yourself. And if you are currently doing email marketing, but you're frustrated because you're not seeing the results you want from it, we're going to adjust your expectations today and give you tips for moving forward. So let's dive right in. Alright guys, let's dive right into this. First we're going to discuss a handful of reasons why your email newsletter might have a low open rate or one that gets decreasingly lower and lower each month when you send it out. So the biggest reason that your newsletter might not be getting enough opens is you're maybe sending too frequently. So make sure that you are sending one newsletter to your list one email entirely to your list every four weeks. I do have a lot of customers who will try doing every two weeks, but that is when they start to see that open rate go down. The other thing that will really impact your open rate is sending low quality content or content that is just too long or too uninteresting. So it's important that you do, as I said in the last episode, and make sure that you are writing things that are actually interesting to your target client and not just interesting to you. The other thing that really impacts open rates is including promotions or sales in each newsletter. Because why would someone open your newsletter if they know they're just going to be sold to again? So as tempting as it is to put those things in there, to talk about your free consultation, don't do it because words like that that are salesy or promotiony if that's a word will actually trigger spam filters and I'm going to get more into that in a second but your open rate can also be affected by sending it out at the wrong time of day or the wrong day of the week and I've seen this fluctuate throughout a given calendar year. So perhaps in the summer, sending it in the later morning or late afternoon is a better way to increase your open rate or even sending on the weekend. Whereas in the fall or winter months, sending it every Monday morning or every Tuesday morning could be better for you. Now, there is no hard and fast rule around this. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You actually need to test this for yourself. And that's okay, guys. It's okay if there's not a hard and fast rule. You have to be comfortable with a little bit of trial and error. All right, so let's talk about those spam words. There are big lists on Google about different words that you should not be using in any email subject lines or the body of an email and if you do that makes your email newsletter more likely to get caught by a spam filter which means that your recipient will never see it so i'm going to list off a few words that i see people using a lot in their newsletters and they should not be and i'm also going to put a link to this full list of over 400 words that you should avoid in the show notes of this episode so that you can go check it out for yourself all right so here we go avoid the following words and phrases. 100% free, 100% satisfied, 50% off, add, all new, best price, bonus, cost, credit, discount, free, free consultation, giving away, gift certificate. These are all really common words that are showing up left and right in the newsletters of people who run home industry businesses and that's why it's so important to make sure that you're writing these newsletters correctly or if you're outsourcing it make sure the person who's writing them knows what they're doing and this is something I have to take into consideration every time I'm creating another newsletter for Socialite Vault which as most of you probably know by now socialite vault is a membership platform that i have that provides email marketing content and so on for you guys but i have to make sure that when i'm creating a newsletter it's not going to trigger a spam filter it's not going to be too long the images are not going to weigh it down and prevent delivery it's going to look good no matter where it's being opened There are a lot of things to consider and they can all have a positive or a negative impact on your open rate. Now let's talk about exactly what your open rate should be. And this is pretty much regardless of how small or big your list is. By small, I mean you've got about 30 people on it. By large, I would mean that you have got anywhere from like 500 to 1,000. That would be considered a larger list for this industry. And this industry, being the home and garden has an average open rate of 18 to 20%, but I don't wanna stop there. In fact, when people use the newsletters that I create, they get a 30% open rate on average. Now, of course, there are always those situations where it might be higher, it might be lower, and that's where you have to go back to those reasons for a low open rate. Are you sending too frequently? Are you adding in sales and promotions and spammy language that you shouldn't be? And the other thing that you need to look at that will really determine whether or not you get that golden 30% or higher open rate is the quality of your mailing list. And this is a huge thing that a lot of us forget about. It's one of those, it's not me, it's you situations where you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what self it's okay. I'm you're doing everything right with your email marketing, but you don't have the right people on your list. And that's why they're not responding to you. So I want you guys to remember that and give yourself a little bit of slack, not too much though, because you do have to take some action here. So make sure that you have the right people on your list and that you're willing to delete people from your list. If they are someone who wouldn't really hire you like a colleague, a competitor, a friend or a family member or networking contacts, those people don't need to be on your list. Sure, they might like to see your little updates, but what they're doing actually is skewing your open rate, making it lower or higher than it actually is. So treat this like a business because it is a huge part of your business, even if you have a small list. And remove the people who should not be on your list. So here are some hard and fast rules that you can live by when it comes to email marketing and making sure that enough people are receiving and opening your newsletter. So the first thing is, you do need to send a newsletter every four weeks. And a lot of people will say, but Kate, that seems too much. That's going to irritate people. It doesn't though trust me, that is the sweet spot. If you send more frequently, they'll get irritated. If you send less frequently, there's really no point to it. You also need to make sure that your newsletter stays around 300 words, which means that it's not going to be big like a blog post. And if you aren't sure about the difference between a blog post and a newsletter, please go listen to the previous episode I did right before this one. That is going to explain everything to you and it's very important because blog posts and newsletters are often used interchangeably and they should not be. So the other things that you can be doing are subject line testing test longer subject lines, try shorter subject lines, and switch up the time of day and the day of the week that you're sending out your newsletter every month. And part of this means knowing your ideal client, understanding what their day looks like, what their weekly schedule looks like, and when they will be most likely to sit down and check their emails. You should also make sure that every newsletter has one email call to action and discusses one topic only. And that topic needs to have about three sub points beneath it. The call to action always needs to go at the very end and it should be asking people to book a consultation or a discovery call with you, but do not say free consultation. That will trigger a spam filter. Besides, Using the word free or discount or sale in any part of your marketing or advertising only serves to cheapen your value in the eyes of your potential customers. And it will also attract bargain hunters, which nobody really wants to work with. All right. So if you need to send out promotions or sales letters, just keep it to once per quarter. That's four times a year. That will be enough to get the point across and people will actually pay attention to it if it's done less frequently like that. And it will not have a huge negative impact on your open rate per se. Now on that note, When you're sending out these email newsletters, make sure that you're sending them from an email address that matches your website. So in my case, I would send from hello at katethesocialite.com and you would need to make sure that yours is your name or admin or info at your website.com. This means that you should not be sending from a Gmail address, Outlook, Yahoo, MSN, so on and so forth. Now, that being said, I do have a lot of customers who send from those types of addresses. It's just not recommended, it's not very professional. And you know what, it's not expensive to get an email address that matches your website. So if that's something that you don't have, please reach out to whoever is hosting your website or the person who designed your website because chances are they could set that up for you. And if you do like a Gmail G Suite that matches your website, it's $5 a month, and the first year is often free. So you really don't have a reason not to afford it. We can all afford an extra $5 a month. Another thing you can do to increase your email open rate is a little bit more preventative, and that is make sure that you're getting new people in your mailing list every month. So go through all the new leads and clients that you got in the month of February, as it is now March, and put them in your mailing list. Now, if you had a negative interaction with any of these people, obviously use common sense don't put them on your mailing list. But if it was a positive interaction, then it's okay. If they don't want your newsletter, they will unsubscribe because any mass mailer that you use, whether it's MailChimp, Constant Contact, MailerLite, Lite, they automatically include unsubscribe links somewhere in each newsletter for you. It's required by law and it's okay if people unsubscribe. That's completely natural and it'll be normal for you to get a handful of people who unsubscribe after each newsletter you send. Every single time, okay? Don't be offended by it. You didn't do anything wrong, at least I hope you didn't, but guys, it happens to me all the time. I don't even care, you know, because I also have new people coming in all the time. And you should be glad when people unsubscribe from your list because that narrows down your focus. And it's good if they're not interested in your stuff to get off your mailing list. Hey, interior designers, how much time are you currently spending creating floor plans, furniture arrangements, or sourcing product, or creating mood boards. Well, here's the good news. You do not have to keep spending many, many precious hours of your time on these things that you could actually hand off to someone else. Now, I'm not suggesting that you hire an employee or that you add another person to your in-house team because that's not always a good fit for everyone. From a legal and tax standpoint, having an employee can be expensive and it can also be risky, which is why I am really excited to introduce you guys to my friend Brittany Elms of My Design Assistant. So Brittany specializes in virtual assistant services exactly and specifically for interior designers so that you can spend more time growing your business, your brand, and getting the publicity that you deserve without spending hours creating those mood boards or sourcing those products. Because we know these things are very important to your design process, but the good news is it doesn't all have to be done by you. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level and start outsourcing things that you don't necessarily have to have your hands in go over to mydesignassistant.com, check out Brittany's services, her reviews, and book a time with her online. Head over to mydesignassistant.com to get started. Okay guys, are you ready for some more tips on how to increase your email newsletter open rate? Well, I definitely have more for you. So, Like I said before the break, it is completely okay if people unsubscribe from your list, as long as it's not because of something you are doing. So if you want to help increase that open rate, make sure you are not only sending from an email address that matches your website, and by the way, you definitely need to have a website if you will be doing any email marketing, but make sure you're sending from your name not from your business's name. And this is something that a lot of people forget about. So instead of saying this is from Socialite, I will usually send it from Kate the Socialite because at the end of the day, I am the one serving you guys, not just the corporate entity that is Socialite, my business. So for you, make sure that it is Either your first name from your business name, so that's kind of like Jake from State Farm, or just have your first and last name. It's important when you are sending out a newsletter, which is a private message essentially between you and every single person on your list, it's important that you show up as a human as well. And a quick caveat to that, when you are writing a newsletter, or if you are tweaking one that I've created for you as part of Socialite Vault, make sure that you are doing it with one specific person in mind. Maybe it's a current client, a past client, a lead that you recently spoke with, but make sure that you have that one person in your mind and that you're not trying to write a message that that will be, I don't know, all things to all people. I know that phrase is overused, but unfortunately, the more general and broad you try to make your reach, the less effective that reach is. Another thing you need to be careful about is not resending your newsletter to all the people who did not open it the first time. And if you Google different ways to increase your email open rate, a lot of people will tell you that you should do this. You should resend your emails to people who did not open them the first time. But here's the problem with that. There is a reason why those people did not open it the first time. And if you bug them about it, that will lead to either you getting reported to the anti-spam organizations that are out there and they are very real, very alive and well. It can also lead to them simply unsubscribing or sending you a nasty reply. So just make sure that you're being very polite and careful with how you treat your mailing list. Now let's switch gears a little bit and talk about some of the best email subject lines that you can be using for your business. Now if you're already a member of Socialite Vault, you know that I write these email subject lines for you, but that doesn't mean you should always use them because maybe your list will respond better to a different type of subject line. There's just no way for me to know that about you all. So that's why I'm giving you this content and these resources. And I have a great list right in front of me 34 of the best sales email subject lines and that also will apply to email newsletters at least most of them will and I will link to it in the show notes but I do want to share some of it with you and break it down so the very first one is a subject line that says question about blank so it could be question about your kitchen remodel question about your recent listing question about your staging project And you could also say something like, uh, did you get what you were looking for? If you know they had been on your website just now, or if you had recently announced your website, asking a question in the subject line is a great way for them to want to open your newsletter to see what the heck you're talking about. Another subject line on this list that I think is so simple yet so genius is hoping to help. There is something special about one human reaching out to another and offering help, especially if the contents of your email newsletter is helpful. So make sure that your subject line is still relevant to the content of your newsletter and that you're not just tricking people into opening because that doesn't help you. But ask a question or state how much you do want to help. And you could even say something like, you know, 10 tips or three tips for your kitchen remodel problems or 10 ways to promote your real estate business. And that doesn't mean you're coming across like a marketer, by the way. It just means you know how to sell homes because you are a home stager and you're sharing your knowledge. A few other really good ones would be we have blank in common. So what do you have in common with people in your mailing list? Talk about it. And you could also say feeling happy, feeling sad, feeling overwhelmed about your window treatments. Let me help. It's okay to really play on people's emotions as long as, like I said, it actually makes sense to do so. One of my most successful email marketing subject lines was for a newsletter about Krypton fabric. And the subject line was, I spilled wine on her white sofa and she laughed. Those newsletters got opened like crazy. I mean, you know how it is when you set a plate of pancakes on the table in front of your family and they just like gobble it all up? Well, that's what happened with this email newsletter because the subject line was so on point, it told a little bit of a story and it was a weird situation told in less than a sentence or really just one sentence. Spilling wine on a white sofa and she wasn't mad at you like what the heck, and then you start talking about Krypton and how it works. So, if you can tell a mini story like that, it will definitely increase your open rate. Now, as we wrap this up, I want to show you some myths and some facts about email marketing, especially if it's something that you've been considering starting for your business but you're just not sure about it, you're not sure how much time time it's going to take. You're not sure if it's going to have an impact on you. You're really also not sure if people will even care. So first of all, let me say creating an email newsletter can take a while because doing something right isn't always instantaneous. I've been creating newsletters for years and I spend at least an hour on each one, sometimes two, but it doesn't mean that you have to. That's why I created Socialite Vault so that you can get in there, grab whatever topic applies to your audience, edit it and send it. But if you wanna do it on your own too because you enjoy writing, then go for it. It's okay because you only have to do it once a month. It's not a weekly thing. Now, okay, here is a myth that a lot of people believe and like most myths, it actually hurts your life and hinders your business. And that myth is that email marketing is dying. But here's the truth. 77% of people actually prefer to be contacted via email from businesses versus any other way. That includes snail mail, text messages, social media, the phone, uh, mobile apps. So just keep that in mind. I mean, people actually do care about email. And if you're wondering, will email marketing work for my business? Interior design, home staging, a workroom? The answer is yes, because... Email is more effective than social media by 40 times over. And in fact, for every dollar that you spend on email marketing, you can make back $38. I mean, that's huge, guys. That is a huge return on investment. And it's well worth doing because like I said at the beginning of this episode, monthly newsletters are non-negotiable. Now, Facebook, you can do without. You don't necessarily need it. But an email newsletter, you need it. It works. It's proven. Now, the last stat I'm going to share with you is by far the most interesting one to me because it really busts the myth that people get too many emails. And here is the deal, guys. 60% of people actually get less than six emails a day from businesses. And out of these 60%, 40 percent of them get less than three emails which means that you showing up in their inbox as your business is perfectly okay now i know i know a lot of us in business get a lot of emails i mean sometimes i just hide from my own inbox but if your target client is not another business they do not have the inbox overwhelm that you have. So while you get way too many emails and promotions and sale things, they don't. So make sure that you are not writing off this opportunity to market yourself, connect with past clients, connect with leads by sending out your newsletter. All right, guys, that is all I have for you today. I know it was a lot of information, a lot of data, and I will be linking to most of it in the show notes. So please go check those out. Just go to thekateshowpodcast.com and look up episode 58. Other than that, I want you to know that Socialite Vault exists because I know this overwhelms you guys, but we also know that you need to do it. So if you're interested in seeing what that social light Vault I keep talking about is all about, you can get a 14-day free trial. Go to socialitevault.com and that's all I'm going to say about that because you all are business owners, you're smart, you're creative, and I know that you're going to take action once you're done listening to this episode. So go do that and by all means, keep your marketing simple and keep your message clear. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Visit us at the kate where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.